I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, welcome back to Design to Heal. I am uh, your average Jeff here, your co-host with Dr. Ben Rawl, and the Design to Heal podcast often has guests on it. Today, we've got one. We've got one on the line. And yeah. Dr. Ben, who do we have today? We, we got we, going we're on? very lucky. We have a very um, renowned natural doctor with us, and he has written a new book. He has an amazing uh, health center out in Idaho that he'll probably talk about. Um, I've I've known of him, and then I've known some of the work that he does. I mean, just from being in the holistic health world and specifically uh, in the holistic cancer world where I'm trying to help patients find resources. Mm. And he was just in Florida doing a big conference. And then again, we have some mutual uh, friends that we know. And so I was, I just, you know, one of those people that's just such a wealth and breadth of, of knowledge and mm -hmm. goes into a space that many, I, I don't want to say are afraid to go into, yeah. but it just yeah. seems overwhelming. So yeah. probably the big questions, you know, I get in my office are often, hey, I, I'm either afraid of cancer or I, I have cancer. What do I do? I don't want to do the traditional route. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. options, things like that. Really not a week goes by that that happens. And so I always love to get those experts here mm -hmm. so people mm -hmm. can be encouraged, people can learn and things like that. So mm -hmm. our guest today is Dr. Michael Carlfelt, and uh, he has an amazing background. And so he's going to share a little bit about that. His new book, A Better Way to Treat Cancer, it's a bestseller. It's really making... Uh, some waves and some inroads. And so welcome to the show, Dr. Michael. Well, Dr. Ben, thank you so much for having me. This, this, this is exciting. Yeah, we are mutual friends. You know, we're, uh, we haven't actually met in person yet, <laughs> yeah. but our mutual friends say they, they speak so highly of you and all the wonderful work that you're doing. So, so I'm honored to get to be be on your show today. Well, tell us a little bit about your background, because um, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's not the usual first ones. People are already probably noticing a little bit of your accent. Uh, so just tell us about you and your and, and kind of your your experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Sweden, so uh, that accent will probably not uh, leave me, especially when I, when I get tired, then it gets worse. So, um, yeah, so my, my path, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I've been clinical practice since 1987. Mm -hmm. uh, I started on kind of road of engineering and, and a gentleman that was like a father figure to me. Uh, he was a, a leading naturopathic doctor in Sweden and, uh, and he said, well, why don't you just kind of hang with me for a little bit and mm. see if this is something that, that you enjoy? And, and I did, and I really saw the impact that he had in, in people's lives. And, and, uh, and I, I, I love math, I love physics, and I was wanting to kind of do research. And, uh, but then I was figuring that then I'll just kind of sit in some lab somewhere, sit by myself, mm. and then, you know, and I recognize the complexity and the mar you know, how marvelous the human body is. Mm. And if you're going to go into something that is that's fascinating, complex, and, and needs solutions, uh, it is understanding the uh, you know like the the design yeah. of the human body and uh, how that functions. So, as uh, so I studied with him for for many years, in addition to my my schooling that that I did. 
And uh, uh, since then, you know, then we moved to LA, had my practice in Santa Monica for many years. And then I've been here in uh, Idaho since uh, 2001 and gradually built up a, a center where we have a number of different providers and they offer uh, a wide range of, uh, of services. Yeah, Cause one of the things in regards to cancer, and I know it's the same, like you're saying, you know, people are coming and they, they're frustrated with the care, you know, the just the traditional oncology care yeah. and recognize the limitations that are there. And so it, it, as I then see patients, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, I recognize a tremendous need in that arena you know, where, where cancer becomes this, it's a kind of in the traditional college, I know there are a lot of caring oncologists out there, but the industry in itself is yeah. almost like a cash cow where people just kind of step into a you know, conveyor belt and, and then they mm. just move through the treatments and then that's it. And then, yeah. you know, cancer reoccurs and, and then they're impacted by all the therapies. So mm. I, it, it was such a great need in that arena. And so that's why I, I really focused on integrative oncology and, and uh, the book that I wrote has been a long time coming and I'm, I'm really mm. excited to, to have it out there. You know, uh, Doc, it's interesting. Um, nobody, you know, there wouldn't be anybody listening to this show that hasn't either, you know, been touched by cancer themselves. I mean, just statistically, or certainly their their friends or their family. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Matter of fact, one of our probably mutual uh, acquaintances, I think he was at the seminar you were teaching. We took my dad to Dr. Lodi's clinic down in, in Mesa, right? And uh, he had a miraculous um, healing and, and it was really amazing. And of being in the holistic field myself, much like you have, I say this to patients often, you know, if, if, if somebody was, you know, had lived in your shoes for the last, you know, 30 years and watching you see the things that you see, watching what many people call miraculous or unbelievable things happen or people getting healed or, or people, you know, just outliving every expectation. I think about that. And I think that's what people don't get to see that often, right? All they get is the scary labels, the scary news. Uh, they don't see enough people take a different route, but like you and I, I've been in practice for not as long as you, but about 20 years, I've just, I've seen so much of it that it's not weird to me, right? It's not, it's not strange. Matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. When I look at the the other model of, of healthcare or just the traditional cancer care as an example, or traditional cardiology care, any of those things, frankly, the medical model uh, outside of uh, just traumatic care, they do a very poor job of taking care of. And so... I think it is important that people hear from somebody like you that it sees, you know, cancer patients, I don't love that term, but people with cancer every single day and watches them have victory. Of course, not everything goes perfectly. Not We're not going to live forever. That's not the point. Um, but do you mind just helping us understand, you know, cancer a little bit? And I don't have to get too in the weeds metabolically, Doc, but just can you tell us kind of your perspective on it to, and take maybe take some of the, the, the fear out of it for us and, and give us a better understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I wanted to uh, kind of emphasize yeah. what you just said. Yeah. In regards to cancer, uh, it, it isn't something that does need to be feared. I mean, yes, uh, statistically it is, it is a disease that is, uh, that is a pandemic, mm -hmm. but uh, it is fascinating seeing the integrative space, uh, what we have learned and the tools that are coming forth. Uh, and so I, I, you know, usually like to use an example. I mean, I had a, 
a patient. This was back in the late 90s, you know, dealing with pancreatic and almost carried in uh, and, uh, you know, just ready to die. And then oh. you, you put them on a few supplements and then and boom, next week is up on, on the roof and fixing the roof. <laughs> and it lived many, many, many more years. You know, so there are lots of amazing tools out there for people battling cancer. So it doesn't have to be that, that, that scary, mm. uh, scary word. There's a lot of things that can be done. And, and in regards to cancer, I mean, we, we look upon it, uh, my view upon it as, as, a, as a survival mechanism mm -hmm. in a way. So yeah. we have our cells, they, they are you know, designed to function in a certain way. They're designed to get certain nutrients and we're able to kind of flush out the metabolic waste and the toxins and, you know, that, that we have something's called the mitochondria, you know, which produce energy within the cell and the mitochondria helps to repair your your genetics, your genome, uh, and also then you know, support all the cellular functions. Uh, what happens when these cells and uh, does they do not get the oxygen that they need uh, for whatever reason? They do not get the nutrients that they need. Uh, they you know metabolic waste start to accumulate in those cells, and they start to recognize that they. And the way that they function, the normal way of, of existing is not sustainable anymore. So they have to shift how they uh, gain energy and how they need to behave. So there's an, a signaling that's actually taking place from the mitochondria, you know, which is the energy producer, uh, to the, the, the genes, your genes, you know, saying that, hey, this is not working. You know, we need to kind of shift gear. And it starts to then promote then you know what's called oncogenes or genes that promotes cancer and and it kind of shifts how that that cell is functioning uh, to produce energy in a different way you know through fermentation way so it is more kind of a survival hardwire that exists within the cell you know when it's not allowed to uh, optimally functioning a uh, function the way that it it was designed to do so. Uh, so that that's yeah. kind of the, the way I view cancer. Can we talk? I want to sit on this just for a second because I think it is it's one of those things that I think can can really help a person just see it differently, and that that perspective is going to help them a fear it less, but b also you know take better care of of their body before cancer, and then heaven forbid if they're actually dealing with cancer. And so when you talk about this survival mechanism, I sometimes say it. You know, it's the it's an yeah, the body's adapting to its environment. And if that environment is very sick, if we're feeding it junk food and it's not getting oxygen, you know, some of those things you could funny enough, you could break them down. We say not getting oxygen or you know, not having oxygen. Well, that's that's what we need exercise for, or right, nutrient deficiency. That's why our standard, you know, processed diet is is causing so many sicknesses, including cancer. That's why toxicity, right? Toxic cells, well, a lot of the products that we're ingesting or putting on our bodies and breathing in, all these things are are really and then at the end stage of that, the adaptation of the body to that, we call cancer. You don't catch cancer from the, you know, the air. I always tell people your body, in a sense, built it. I mean, it comes from inside. And so to me, that's encouraging because here's how, in an oversimplification, Doc, I, I'd like to say, hey, if the body built it, it can unbuild it. So if we can change, so if all those few things you just mentioned there are, are, are in the bad direction, 
Well, then if we can f- help improve those things or correct those things, remove toxicities, get oxygen to tissues, give it the nutrients that it needs, well, then the opposite can be true as well. Matter of fact, if all we could do would be stop the, your, you know, maybe your current cancer from getting worse or growing, we could call that even successful for a person. So what, so, I mean, it, it, either correct anything that I said, but I think it's important that people understand that cancer is not this like evil, you know, boogeyman that creeps in at night and climbs up your nostrils, right? It's an adaptation to the environment that you're putting your cells in. And the genetic component of cancer is very small. I've heard you on other podcasts and I've researched this on my own. I mean, the numbers I see, Doc, are that cancer is less than 5% genetic, okay? Uh, with a couple mm-hmm. of outliers in there. So any anything you want to address in there about what I said and maybe hit on the genetic piece to encourage people? Yeah, and, 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 and that's the thing is that in regards to, you're exactly, you're right. It, it's not a, an infection. I mean, mm-hmm. even though there may be infectious sure, agents sure. that are you know, promoting it, it is, it is a process that's taking place in the body and you have control over that process and you can then control that as a preventative mechanism you know, so in regards to your genes, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, they're seeing that it's a very minor, uh, minor driver, you know, your own genetic, you know, whether your parents had cancer mm-hmm. or you have the BRCA gene or, you know, whatever yeah. it may be, you know, these are very small factors. What, what are the, the bigger factors uh, are your epigenetic programming and epigenetic just means, you know, how those genes are behaving. Are they turned on, turned off? You know, what are they signaling? And the epigenetic, you, know, you have control over. That's uh, you control it with your lifestyle. You control it with how you're thinking, with how you're eating. Uh, you know, your biome, your gut biome will control your epigenetics. You know, your your biome, and believe it or not, has about you know two two million to twenty million you know different you know genetic. You know, it's that's a genome within the gut biome, and and your own is only like twenty thousand. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the expansive, uh, uh, complexity that exists within the gut and what they're doing will then alter your epigenetic signaling, how your genes behave. So just controlling, having a healthy gut mm. will then uh, truly control a lot of the, the signaling that may prevent or drive cancer. Yeah, so all these things you you got to look at, and then you look at the what's called the uh, the tumor microenvironment, or you know the, uh, the the environment around cells. You know that that contributes a lot of signaling that's taking place, whether that cell is going to stay healthy or it's going to become cancerous, and and that environment is so dependent on what nutrients are there, you know, what how much oxygen do we have. And how much toxicity are we are we dealing with? You know, that's in that environment. There's a lot of infections that's there. And what's the pH level? So all these components, you know, it creates signaling to the cells, and that can then either promote cancer, prevent cancer. And you control all of these things. You control that with your diet, with your thinking. Uh, are you exercising? Are you breathing appropriately? You know, uh, are you connected to something greater than yourself? Do you have good community around you? So all these factors, you know, play a play a huge role in you preventing or as you're battling cancer to to bring those in as as powerful tools. Do you mind 
one thing I heard you talk about that I don't hear enough, I, I often, honestly, I don't hardly hear about it at all, and not from uh, doctors like yourself that are, are on a daily basis caring for patients with cancer, but you, you really, I was listening to an interview that you did, and you were really talking about, you really sat on this you know, this idea about, about, you know, connected or, or even being disconnected. Right. And I, you made a statement that kind of struck me when you think about, you know, even cancer tumors or cells in a body in, in some degree they they are disconnected, right? They're, they're separate. They're this, that's part of the problem. They, they become, you know, and, and they're no longer playing along, you know, by the, by the rules, if you will, and oversimplification there. But I, I, I don't think, I know I don't hear enough people talk about the, the, the spiritual, you know, emotional connectedness side of cancer. It's almost foo-fooed, right? Like, it's almost like, well, okay, sure, like, hey, have some nice people around you or something like that. But I know that it's a lot deeper than that. Do you mind diving in a little bit to your experience on that, you know, being connected, being connected spiritually? I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. I mean, I'm, that's how I live my life. That's what this show, we, we, we're unapologetic about that. But do you mind just talking from your perspective, what you've seen and maybe some advice or thoughts for people? Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I, I, I love physics, love math. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, at physics, you look at what is matter. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if we dive deeper then matter in itself, is just a, a form of energy. It's just vibration. Mm -hmm. And so that means that by vibrations, we can control a lot, you know, with, you know, who we are as a being, you know, what is our purpose? What are our thoughts? What are our feelings? What are emotions? All these things can, can then impact, you know, these, these vibrations. Looking then at, at cancer, you know, to me, that is a, a, a tissue that has lost its identity. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a separation because it, it's separate. Its behavior becomes different than what the rest of the body. So it's, it's feeling that, you know, Hey, the rest of the body is not supporting me. Mm -hmm. And, and now I want to go out on my own. I have my own identity. And then here I'm, I'm running, you know, I'm doing my own thing. So it, it becomes, and so you can look at that physically, but then you can look at it emotionally and then also then spiritually. Uh, so emotionally, you know, if you feel that you um, are not connected with your life purpose, you are, you know, feeling that, you know, certain areas of your life, you may be holding on to trauma or belief system or, mm -hmm. or something that you're, you're holding on to, then you're holding on to that energy where, there's a portion of you that is not truly who you are. Mm. And then if we take that as a next step, you know, the, the spiritual connection and I'm, I'm Christian, just, just like yourself. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, you know, if you don't have that strong connection, kind of infuse your body with the true identity of, of who you are. And then there's going to be that dark spot in your body that where you're holding energy that is uh, not congruent with your life purpose, with your, mm. you know, with your, your spiritual being with, you know, what, what created you. So mm. uh, that becomes so important to address, you know, the uh, upper causative factors and that then translates into, you know, what's going on physically that, that kind of energetic frequency that mm. then creates tissue. And so by then shifting that, mentality shifting your purpose shifting and you know, being connected and and kind of allowing your your body to work in as a 
holistic mechanism where, where it's all communicating with each other, then cancer has no purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can then, uh, that tissue can then regain identity. It can then you know, start to then function in, uh, in harmony with the rest oh. of the body. So Man. yeah, to me, that, that is such a, a important component. Doc, I think you just, I just, I really, I don't know if I've really ever heard anybody. It's part of the reason I wanted to have you on this show. I just don't know if I've really heard anybody articulate what you just said that well. And sometimes, and I don't mean this derogatory necessarily, but sometimes for some people that kind of becomes so new agey for their brain, they can't grasp it. It just sounds like foo-foo stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but everything you just talked about is very, very real um, and even scientific. Not that I always need that to validate my belief systems, but I just, for those people that are listening, that maybe that's new to them. Um, and just so then because of that, it just often gets ignored. I've shared this before, but I'll just share it briefly. I often tell people when they say, well, you know, what did your dad do to, to you know, reverse his cancer? Well, there was a moment he was there and there was some, you know, they did some, you know, he met with people to discuss, you know, traumas and things like that. It was, I was there with him, but that was done in private. I don't know what was talked about, but I still will tell people when my dad walked out of that meeting with that gentleman, I, I, my wife was with me and I said, honey, my dad just got healed. Something happened in there. He came out a different person, right? There was something that he forgave or I don't know what happened, honestly. Um, but I, I, I've seen that power in my life. I had a friend of mine that had stage four brain, brain, blood, and bone cancer and treated it naturally. And if you were to ask him what it was that set him free, he would tell you forgiveness. That was a big deal for him. Uh, and really, and I'm, so I, I've just seen that come up so many times. But I do want to ask you, so I don't do this very often on this show, but I just think it's exciting for people. Um, you do you you do some really interesting therapies, and I don't talk about this a lot on the show, but I'm doing it today for a purpose because I want people just to hear. So when you say right now to people about cancer, they it's, I mean you go ask ten people on the street, you got cancer, what do you do? They say you know well, you you have surgery, you radiate it, and then you take chemo, right? Like that's like what you do. And so I don't think people appreciate all of the breadth of new technologies. I know you teach on this. I know you write books on this. Will you just kind of throw, teach us, show us some of the the latest and greatest holistic cancer therapy stuff that you guys are doing that I just think is fascinating, or that, that is fascinating. I think they'll be encouraged to know that there's other options out there. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing, and I, you know, that's you're exactly right. You know, that's why I wrote my book, A Better Way to Treat Cancer, and that's why I've been kind of doing holding summits uh, that. Uh, I just finished a a cancer breakthrough summit, doing another one later on uh, next year. Mm -hmm. And uh, also that's why I do podcasts on integrative cancer solution. Uh, So it it is so important for people to recognize that we, there are so much out there. There's so many options available other than just, you know, cut, burn or poison. Not that the cut, burn and poison, you know, it does not play a role. Sometimes it, it may, um, but it's uh, recognize its limitations, you know, that, that becomes really important. And I talk about that in my book as well, but so, uh, yeah, there, there, uh, one of the therapies that I'm, I'm in love with that I do, that is quite unique with what I do is called photodynamic therapy. And, and I love it. I, I wonder if it's a little bit of, of kind of the scientist in me, but also <laughs> kind of the, 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 the foundational, you know, yeah, in, in, in the Bible talked, you know, uh, you know, I'm the light, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I love light. Yeah. So bringing light, you know, to me, that is, is such a foundational type of therapy. 
And uh, so photodynamic therapy is where we can then use a photosensitizer. And photosensitizer is something that will uh, make the tissue more sensitive to light. So we can introduce that intravenously or we can introduce that around uh, tumor uh, tissue or Mm. into tumor tissue. And uh, then we can expose, you know, we can intravenously then treat uh, the, uh, the blood with a, uh, an optic cable, treating that with laser light. Uh, and then also we can also treat the, uh, the actual tumor environment and tumor tissue you know, after you introduce it with a photosensitizer. Also with light you know, to really trigger uh, uh, oxidation. So you actually trigger an oxidative response within tumor tissue to, to kill it off. And uh, what's fascinating is that in regards to when you treat it intravenously, you're treating the bloodstream. So you have these circulating tumor cells or cancer stem cells uh, that are circulating and, and kind of wanting to set up shop elsewhere. Uh, and you bring in the photosensitizer intravenously, it attaches itself then to these cancer cells. Mm. Uh, and then when it passes by the light, it gets oxidized and, and, and killed. And what that does that obviously you're you're killing the cell, which is good, but it also breaks breaks these cells apart. So you have different components of the cells that are floating around in the bloodstream, allowing the immune system to then kind of check these components out and then develop then an appropriate immune system response to these components to be more effective and going after the cancer as a whole. Mm. Uh, so that that's one of the therapies that that uh, that we do. I mean, we do a, a bunch of other things as well. You know, using intravenous poly MVA DCA to work on the metabolic aspect, you know, intravenous curcumin, artesanate, you know, vitamin B seventeen, you know, mm-hmm. mistletoe, uh, all these different things that can be utilized depending on what uh, type of tumor you're dealing with uh, and where you're at in your journey. Uh, but so these are kind of some of the heroic, I, mm. I call them heroic therapies. Uh, but with the foundation, the foundational components are what we've discussed. You know, it's, it's that spiritual connection. And then, you know, you got your diet, your, you know, your, your mental state, your belief system, gratitude, forgiveness, and mm-hmm. then also movement, exercise. You know, so you have that as a foundation and then you can lay these therapies on top of that to really create an impact on an individual. Will you discuss, there's a couple foundational ones that I would like the, the people to hear from you about. Uh, I remember some, I heard some studies you were referencing about just the, you know, the, the power of, of fitness or, or exercise, which I think, I mean, I, I get exercise from the standpoint of, you know, looking good in a swimsuit on the beach or, you know, losing weight. And, I, and it kind of gets owned in that territory. And so we don't really, it doesn't get the life it deserves metabolically and even in, in illness prevention, i.e. cancer in this instance. So I want you to talk about fitness, but then also you have some fat, I, th- I found it fascinating. I don't hear a lot of docs talking about um, the pancreas and pancreatic enzymes and things. And I just think that might be a key for some people that maybe have heard some of the other stuff, right? So do you mind talking about just the fitness piece and power of fitness encouraging people? Because we're, you know, this, this will air right around the end of the year where people are making New Year's resolutions and saying, hey, this is the year I want to get get healthier and those types of things. And some listening that are actually dealing with cancers or something like that. So talk to us about exercise, fitness, doc, and then love to talk about the pancreas a little bit. Yeah, so to, to me, movement is life. Yeah, and if you stop expressing life, then your body starts dying. 
So just that that in itself is is it becomes huge, you know. So if you're uh, you know, the body is, is very, very efficient, meaning that if it is something that is not being used, mm. uh, it shuts that down, mm. you know, because there's no reason to use energy to support something that is not being used. So if you use your body, if you move, you're expressing life and you're increasing metabolic activity and support energy production, you support oxygenation, uh, you support the lymphatic flow to remove toxic waste you know, from, you know, around the cells, you know, to control that, that, to, that, that microenvironment around the cell uh, so that it is healthy and have the appropriate signaling to make sure that the cells are functioning appropriately. So, so that's just kind of the, the, the for reason for moving is that if you want life, then move. Um, and in, in studies, yeah, it, it's been so many studies in regards to exercise and, and dealing with cancer. But uh, can I, I, I think one of the most important one, you know, I really show that exercising, if you're dealing with cancer, uh, what they found is that you have 30% more longevity for the people that exercise than the people that don't, you know, wow. so it, it, it becomes uh, the most, uh, I mean, if, if, if that could be sold as a pill, yeah, right. it, it would be a, a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. You know, I'm, so, and, and you can do that for free. You know, you, you can just walk around the block. You can uh, ride your bike. You can you know, go to the gym, you know, get out nature. I mean, I always, always support nature first, you know, cause there, there you get, you know, fresh oxygen. Uh, you have all these beautiful God created things around you that, that stimulates your brain, your nervous system. And, and, uh, you know, so, so that, that becomes, uh, so movement is life. Doc, you know, so can I, doing that is such a key. I want, yeah. I want to just, one thought on that is cause you, you, I've never heard it termed that way, but I really like that. You know, these heroic, these heroic interventions, which, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine we've had like some holistic cardiologists on here and they kind of say something similar, which is right. Like, Hey, I mean, sure. There's a time and a place for these, you know, heroic interventions, whether it's a surgery or in your case, some of these more, uh, high end, you know, um, you know, interventions with cancer, but, but, but what you are not saying, of course, is that doesn't mean, so just do whatever you want and then come out and visit me once in a while and we'll, we'll, you know, photosynthesize your blood. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it's like, just keep destroying yourself. Like so much, those are, those are, those are things we hope you never need, right? Those are things we hope that you never have to engage in. So the sooner that we get in the game of whether it's just movement is life or being outdoors and breathing fresh air, like we, we often minimize or, or those, those interventions or those lifestyle things are minimized the value of them is minimized, right? The number you threw out there, even 30%, like to give the people a, a perspective on that. I mean, most of the medications across the board, not just cancer, that end up in the marketplace are approved when for for like one or 2% per, perceived benefit. Like that's a massive number, you know? And so I want people just understand, although it may be simple, although it may be free, although it maybe doesn't get, you know, the news time and it's not under the category of heroic, um, it's, 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 God gave it to us for a reason. right. And so I just wanted to encourage people that are, are listening that don't let the simplicity of doc's advice, you know, miss, miss you because you think, oh, now that's not a new fancy intervention. Right. Yeah. And, and 
you know, just kind of understanding, like you're kind of alluding some of the pharmaceuticals that are coming out. I yeah. mean, they did studies to see you know, all the different uh, chemo agents that, that have come out in, in the battle against cancer, how much, uh, how much extra life that had given people. Mm. And they came out with a number like two to three months. Wow. Yeah. So all, all these, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars at a cancer uh, a patient, you know, in, in, in treatment costs that they receive, you know, that drug uh, in itself, you know, maybe two to three months extra life, you know, so. And often so very sick important. and hot. Yeah. Not, not enjoyable mm -hmm. time, generally speaking. Yeah. Not, not, no quality of life, you know, yeah. it, and, and that's, you know, and so that it, it is important to understand kind of the, the pros and the cons of the different mm -hmm. therapies. So, just because it is something that the oncologist is saying that this is what you need to do doesn't mean that that is the only thing that is available to do. Mm. Yeah, so mm. you, you, you need to kind of take a step away and then evaluate your situation uh, and don't feel like you have to jump on that conveyor belt immediately just because the uh, oncologists uh, seem to have a strong urgency. Mm. You know? mm. And that's, that's, that's what I hear again and again with all the different cancer patients is that, you know, I wish I knew I had more time. Yeah. You know? And I wish I would have you know, taken a little bit more time to kind of feel what was right. You know, but all of a sudden, you know, here I am getting chemo, getting cut on or radiated. Yeah. And uh, I haven't even gathered my thoughts in regards to is this right or not, or what should I do? Is you, know, so, uh, you said that you know earlier when we were talking about being disconnected. <laughs> one of the things I hear a lot of times from patients that I'm helping that might be going through something like cancer, if they choose to go the route you just said, I'll often hear them say literally say something like, "I feel like it's out of my hands now. I feel like I've like I'm." it's almost like they've been handed over to this system. And that is the opposite of what you're trying to talk about here, right? That even, even more disconnected, right? Like I'm just this, this flesh thing that the, they're going to just do whatever they want to. And it's really a, a really a disempowering thing. As a matter of fact, I just want to let people know that if, you know, if you get on Doc's website or you know anybody that's struggling, I mean, you're very, I don't know how you honestly do it all, but you're very generous with your time. I mean, you can have a there's opportunities to have a consult there with 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 you and your team, right? To talk through some of these, so you can get this perspective. That's not the purpose of having you on. We're not here to market you. We're just here to share this. But I want people to know. So you, if you're listening to this, you don't have to feel like, well, I can't, I can't do it. Like that's why that's why we want to expose you to this information. And so um, I know you you offer like consultations and stuff on your on your website, right? Yeah, yeah. We we offer a, a free discovery call, okay. uh, for a fifteen minute discovery call. Yeah. Now, so. And uh, because I, I recognize people are in, in difficult situations, I want to make sure that uh, they get to just bounce off some ideas and, and get a feeling of, you know, whether I'm the right person or yeah. you know, some other direction may be the right thing. You know, I, I want people to have that opportunity. Okay. And, and in, in regards to, yeah, like you're, you're saying, we're, we're talking about earlier is that other studies are showing that an individual that is, you know, feel like they are in control of the therapies, that mm -hmm. they are guiding the care, the outcome uh, of that individual far mm -hmm. succeed, you know, is, is so much better than somebody that is just all of a sudden just jumped into conveyor belt and they have no control over mm. what's going on. Mm. Like you're saying, they feel that it is out of their hands. Yeah. Somebody else is doing it to their body. And, you know, they're just kind of along there for a ride. You know, so yeah. for individuals that take take control and feel like they are engaged in their uh, in their care, 
and do so much better so that it becomes such an, uh, that's such an important yeah. aspect of, of cancer care. So would you mind talking, because this is, and then maybe this is how we'll kind of wind down a little bit. I think there's a, an inner relationship here. So a lot of people hear about cancer and sugar, right? So we understand some of that reality and avoiding sugar because it can feed certain cancers and things like that. So and then, and then that relationship also with pancreas, of course, and and many people know the pancreas and some of its role in our bodies regarding sugars and things like that. Do you mind just, as I just thought that was fascinating, I know a lot of people on the popular press kind of know, oh, sugar's bad for me, causes inflammation. I've heard some things about cancer with that. So I want to talk about sugar, Doc, and then maybe we'll, we'll segue into, into the pancreas and just give us some insights on that, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you get back to seeing your patients. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and this is actually a very fascinating topic. I mean, one, so I'm actually going to start a little bit with the pancreas and yeah. then move into sugar. Um, so the, the pancreas, it, it does a number of functions. You know, one is it, it helps to digest food, you know, produces digestive enzymes to, to digest food. Uh, also, it helps, it produces uh, uh, hormones to regulate, you know, your blood sugar levels, you know, like, you know, insulin uh, is, is a common one that most of us know of. Mm -hmm. uh, but then a third function that we may not be as aware of is that uh, the enzymes that it produces, it it moves around you know, throughout the body and it actually becomes, it's like the police force to go after uh, you know, cancer cells and also these enzymes can then help to reduce inflammation tissue for tissue regeneration, mm. uh, for breaking down unhealthy tissue. So it plays a huge role in the, the cleanup, regeneration, and also immune system function to uh, go after cancer cells, pathogens, and all these kind of things. So uh, here we are then in our modern society, and we are uh, eating food that's very hard to digest. You know, it's very inflammatory to the digestive system. Uh, we're eating food with huge amount of, of sugar. Uh, so now we are then uh, relocate or allocating the uh, pancreatic resources towards uh, having to work really hard at digesting your food and really hard at regulating your uh, blood sugar, which means that the uh, the third function that it has, which is the, the patrolling function in regards to cancer cells, pathogens, tissue regeneration, all that, is uh, it, it, it doesn't have enough resources to do that as well. Mm. So what we what you can do i mean the the best thing to do obviously would be then you know, eat food that is not inflammatory to the pancreas uh, pancreas so you know don't do uh you know, heavy heavy meats you know where you know the pancreas has to work really really hard uh, don't uh, eat food that is uh you know, like refined uh, sugar refined flours where we have to then supply different nutrients in order to be able to process it uh, and uh, don't eat food that where the body, the pancreas has to kind of produce a huge amount of insulin and, mm -hmm. and work hard at controlling controlling that. So, uh, so that is kind of one one step in the preventative. And also, obviously, uh, if you're dealing with cancer, then you want to kind of uh, allow the pancreas to do its third function. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also there's a a protocol that that I use called the Kelly protocol mm -hmm. uh, where uh, you then bring in pancreatic enzymes as part of the therapy uh, in order to be able to uh, kind of regain uh, some of that third function that, that I was talking about to uh, go after cancer cells and also 
Uh, what pancreatic enzymes do is that they help to break down some of that cloaking device that uh, the can that tumors have, you know, because they uh, they have a a certain kind of a immunoprotection, you know, the the way that they function, uh, and the pancreatic enzymes helps to break some of that down so that the immune system can then recognize the tumor and more effectively go after it. So you can then bring in pancreatic enzymes, you know, to be able to kind of support that function. And, and uh, you know, Dr. Kelly, he was dealing with pancreatic cancer. He was a, a dentist and, and he, uh, you know, he, he read about these therapies that had been done in the, the earlier uh, 1900s. And, uh, and he started doing, you know, taking pancreatic enzymes and cured himself and then uh, been treating, I, I don't know, about 20,000 some people with, with cancer. And uh, he claims about a, a 90 plus percent success rate. I have a good friend that worked with him for the last seven years. Uh, she probably would say more kind of like 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is still pretty impressive yeah. in regards to, you know, the people that are coming dealing with stage four. They were, you know, coming on stretchers. And, and I mean, it, it was some amazing things just using uh, the Kelly protocol, the pancreatic enzymes. I think people listening to this, you know, I want to, I just, you know, this, the, the handful of different interventions, even though some of them are, are more like, you know, dealing with an intense stuff, the proteal, the, the photo, uh, dynamic therapy stuff. And then these enzymes, but I just, I, I doing this intentionally, people go like, like, wow, like that stuff's out there. Like, like, you know, and, and, and so, yes, right now, yes, unfortunately, I mean, we wish it wasn't so. It'd be great if there was, you know, Carl Fett clinics all over the United States, and maybe someday there will be. But right now, we all know that listen to shows like this, that there is a there is a, a pharmaceutical industry and a medical industry and an insurance industry that is not supportive of these models at this point. So you do have to get your, you have to listen to stuff like this. You've got to read Doc's books. You got to, I wish, I wish this was standard of care, but it's not. And so until it is, you are going to have to do some of that, the lifting on your own. But, but, but my friends, this is just stewardship of the body that God gave you. So I don't do these shows to say, hey, here's all these radical interventions to do with stage four cancer. I really want to do them to make sure you never end up there. To me, that's the biggest value. Uh, Yes, you'll help people when they reach out to you, but I'm sure you'd be more than happy to stop getting calls about people with cancer, Doc, because people don't have it anymore, right? There's plenty of other things that we can go go work on and help people with. But will you, maybe yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and then then talk about uh, the sugar stuff as we'll kind of, that'll be the last topic we'll discuss yeah 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 i'm yes i would much rather work with uh just people feeling even having more energy and kind of enhancing you know when they're exercising i have athletes coming and and just support them in their activity and not have to deal with you know serious things like you know severe autoimmune neurological or cancer or whatever it may be and i i I just got a text from from my friend yeah, uh, her cousin uh, dealing with pancreatic meds of the liver, mm. and uh, you know she's been telling you know this uh, her cousin you know since July you know mm. to reach out to me and now uh, here they are because they feel that the the chemo and uh, the traditional oncology that is a safer bet mm. to be able to achieve you know benefits and uh, here they are then at kind of at kind of the last mm. leg and they. 
you know, uh, now it may be too late. So yeah, yeah. it is, it is better to do these type of therapies, you know, the sooner, the better, and to kind of incorporate these foundational pieces and, and, and kind of incorporate some of these integrative therapies you know, sooner than, than later. Uh, and it, just because the traditional oncology that yes, they have all these, these studies and research, doesn't mean that those studies and research, you know, show that this is going to be something that's been, you know, yeah. ben- benefiting you. Um, and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, in regards to diet, diet becomes, you know, the, the biggest, biggest component and, and sugar does feed cancer. I mean, the, the cancer is very, and, and that's why we like a PET scan when an individual go to an oncologist and you want to kind of see, you know, what, what areas uh, do we have a lot of cancer? So then they use say sugar solution with the dye and the reason they use the sugar solution is because it's going to concentrate heavily in the uh, in the cancer cells because the cancer cells just gobbles that up and and that's how we were able then to use a pet scan to see where cancers are because it's just sugar hungry yeah so the one of the strategies obviously is to not feed cancer and so to not give it sugar and if you're then bringing in you know, whether you're doing traditional oncology or you know some of the therapies that I do here at my center, then obviously as you are at, uh, going after the cancer with some of these therapies, you don't want to feed it and make it strong at the same time. So you do want to then get rid of sugar, get rid of things that turn into sugar quickly, and then go more onto a a diet that is uh, I would say God given. You know, that's closer to plants. Uh, closer to you know the way that that we're supposed to eat. Yes. Well, and I and you know and so as you know, I mean the, the last thing if you want to tell people you know how they can get your book, um, how they can follow you know you have podcasts and things, how they can kind of plug in with you because now is the time. I mean that you use that example of your your friend with her cousin right that ends up you know calling you now and I remember I mean that's. You know, yes, and you know, you've done you know done this for many years. I've been doing this for a long time as well. I, I, I yeah, I've seen and <laughs> I want to say this the right way. I've I've seen enough miraculous healings to let me know that that's possible. But I'm way okay not having to see anymore. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, let's just focus on the front end. So if you get anything away from today's conversation with Doc, it's not, hey, I know who I'll call if I get cancer. That was not the point of today's topic. The point of today was to say, hey, I, I can all understand that cancer isn't just bad luck. Cancer isn't just bad genes. Cancer is something that happens when my body gets out of balance, when I'm disconnected, when I'm separated, when I'm living outside of the design of my body, then something can show up. And for some people, it's cancer. And so it doesn't have to be you in the sense that there is things you can control. Let's control the controllables. And so I hope this is encouragement. Now, Doc, just personally, I'm thankful for for people like you that take the road less traveled. I know it's uh, you know you take arrows for that, and you when you walk into when you get into you know uh, you know integrative oncology, you know not a lot of people. You know that's a, that's an, an emotional place to live. That you know you can take some darts and take some heat for that. And so I just encourage you, or I'm thankful for your courage rather, and uh, the friends I know of yours that speak so highly of just your heart and how much you've helped them. So um, how do they best follow you? Can you give them maybe their best resources um, so they can kind of read your books and stay in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my book, A Better Way to Treat Cancer, uh, 
I mean, it it is it is a book not just for cancer patients, but is uh, and if you're considering like we're talking statistically, you know, almost one out of two at some point is going to be diagnosed with cancer. So uh, the time to make changes are are now is yeah. is now. And so to learning, you know, to learn what cancer is and, and what you can do to mitigate that, to prevent that, uh, or if you're dealing with it, or if you're post-cancer you know, care, mm-hmm. uh, then that becomes really important. So that's available on, on Amazon. Uh, and yeah, it's, I, I, I think it's an amazing book. Yeah. I mean, I poured my heart and, and, uh, and it's a huge amount of research in it. So uh, reference, it's very reference heavy. So if you want to uh, kind of see why I'm, I'm saying certain things and, and talk with your oncologist or medical doctor, you know, their references to studies, you know, in mm-hmm. there in regards to that. And uh, I do have a, a podcast where I get to uh, chat with people that have uh, battled cancer successfully. I also bring in you know, cancer uh, doctors and experts, uh, and that's called Integrative Cancer Solution with Dr. Carl Felt. Uh, you can find it on my website, but you can also just go to uh, you know, uh, uh, like Google Play or okay. or uh, iTunes or or Spotify. That's available on all those different outlets. Uh, and just on my website, there's a huge amount of resources. If you just go in on my website and search bar and type cancer, uh, I had a, a radio show that I ran for about you know three and a half years and. A lot of those shows related to cancer, where I interview uh, leaders in the world in regards to uh, uh, integrative cancer therapy. So that becomes a, a great resource as well. And and, uh, and also the the summit that I just did, you know, was it's quite fantastic. So just go to my website and click under resources, and you you should be able to gain a huge amount of information and guidance just for from there. Oh yeah, well that is that is um, so helpful and so so important and so, Doc, just um, thank you for your time and for your your dedication and I I'm laughing I'm thinking about you know those decisions sometimes that we make you know you shared since I think you said '87 where you know you thought you were going to be a uh, uh, you know the the field the engineering field you were going down and in a conversation where somebody just reaches out and says well hey have you ever thought about this or why don't you hang out with me for a little bit. I just want to encourage people, you know, um, it's, life life can change within a conversation. Um, your whole direction can change, just the right word at the right time. We all have different purposes and uh, plans for our life that, that, that God has given us. They're all unique. They're all important. And we all, you know, need to live those out. And you followed that. You followed that path, and it's been amazing uh, the, the, what you've been able to do and how many you've been able to touch. So just bless you for your work. Doc, and I wish you uh, the best. uh, Happy Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll stay in touch and talk soon. Take care. God bless. God bless. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben. It's been wonderful chatting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.